With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the Tennis.com podcast, and here's your host, Ed McGrogan. Hey guys, Ed McGrogan, welcome back to the Across the Podcast. This is the eighth edition of this audio recap of the All England Club, and uh, today we are just getting together after uh, what is so often known as Manic Monday comes to a conclusion. Um, you know, I, w- I was thinking about it as the day went along. I really thought today, for all it uh, it usually offers and purports to offer with all 16 round of 16 matches taking place between both draws, I really thought this was actually sort of a letdown of a day in terms of, um, you know, viewer intrigue, drama. Um, you know, we started off with the Venus versus Serena match, and, you know, nothing really seemed to measure up to that um, for most of the day. That is until we got to Novak Djokovic and Kevin Anderson, their fourth rounder, that ends up getting pushed to Tuesday, in fact, because. After four sets, the fifth was uh, was not started. It was played on court one. They could have moved it to center court, and it looked like that would have been that was going to be the case for a while. Uh, but at about the you know right when Djokovic was about to serve for the fifth set, uh, we saw the net come down on center, and it was clear at that point that. It was only going to be uh, one, you know, one day of play between these two. So, and and to me, it, it's certainly fair. It's, it's certainly very fair to both guys in that you get a, you know, a fresh reset point, two sets apiece. Uh, Djokovic lost the first two in tiebreakers. Uh, the second set tiebreaker he lost from four love up in the tiebreaker, amazingly. And uh, he takes the next two pretty routinely, especially the third, uh, 6-1 in under a half hour. Uh, and then, you know, it's all neat and tidy now at that one point. You do, and, and I think a good reason for that is because they don't have to move the match from from court one to center. There's, you know, now you're not only moving the players, you're kind of moving the fans, and that's never going to be seamless at all. You know, I would feel pretty poorly if I was a, a number one court ticket holder and wasn't able to see the conclusion of that match because, you know, I wasn't able to get over to center court or quickly enough. I'm not exactly sure how that would work out. Um, there's There are a lot of ways they could do that, but they, you know, they decided not to. And then again, it's really the more common sense thing is, is do you just finish the match because... You know, you think of the tournament and instead of the fans. And, you know, this is the case where they, uh, you know, 
I think it, I think in a lot of ways it's it's kind of this is almost an homage to this is almost paying service to the fans in a way even though it doesn't seem like that on the surface uh, because you know they could have put this through on center quickly enough but that that may that would have really disturbed like I said the the viewing experience for I think a substantial amount of fans so they push it to tomorrow um, I think that's I think that's you know perhaps an advantage to Anderson. I don't think it's as clear. I don't think it's a huge advantage as some people might say. Oh, you get this reprise from a, from a day off to uh, you know to sleep on it. it. It's still really in the end is a crapshoot. It's only one set, and we saw how quickly a match can can you know conclude when we watched Chilich and Isner. Uh, finished their match the next day, lasted two games. And, you know, this one is obviously going to go more than two games, but the point is that it's really, there's not a lot of tennis left to be played in this match. And, we'll, you know, it's all it's all going to come out to who has that hot start, just like in Chilich, isn't it, really? Chilich has the hot start there, takes the two games, takes the match. This will come down to the same thing uh, with Djokovic and Anderson. But, you know, overall... Anderson, who I've, who I said before would make this would make this a tough match for Djokovic. He certainly did. You could see in the first two sets just the kind of, you know, the rhythm and the established the establishment that he had in his serve. You know, when I'm watching TV, I can almost tell. I can sort of tell by looking at the player's toss if I if I think the ball is going to land in on their serve and. and it's sort of just intuitive, or or it's maybe it's just watching the, the the sport a lot. I'm usually right when that happens, and I could just tell from the the, the comfort that that Anderson displayed in his serve. He had total command of the shot for the two sets, and you know Djokovic, I think, is pretty fortunate to get out of this one the way he did. He really took advantage of a pretty of a you know an extremely poor set from Anderson. And then I think that also, you know, had a, a part to play in in how the fourth set turned out as well. Uh, but it's, you know, it would be a it would be a, a tough loss for Djokovic to take, even if he loses it in five. It doesn't matter that you know to go down in the fourth round of Wimbledon after the start of the year he's had, you know, to kind of really come up empty at these two slams would be a bitter pill to swallow. So. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be must see for that that set tomorrow. It's it's a big one for both guys. Um, earlier, like I said, Serena and Venus they play their match. I thought this was a good match. I thought it was the best played of the day that that I saw a lot of. I I think um, the uh, the Pospisil and Troitsky match that we'll have something on the site about actually pretty shortly. Um, was a you know a five setter that was of intrigue as well, but for Venus and Serena, um, you know Serena's backhand was the big story to me in that one. I wrote about this on the site. It was a devastating shot. It was hit so well, so hard, really wherever she wanted to put it, and it put Venus in a lot of trouble. Um, I did think it was well played from both players, and I thought it was an entertaining match. But Serena really was never even put in a position to kind of uh, revert her into these these traditional 
pressure points that we've seen from her recently in slams. Venus was just unable to do that. That's not to say that Venus didn't put a good challenge into Serena or that Serena needed to play her best tennis because I thought she played one of her best matches in a major all year. Very focused, very good shot making, uh, very few errors and a lot of winners. But overall, this was this was sort of what I expected from the two. And Serena moves on to play Victoria Azarenka next round. It does not get any easier for her. She, If she is to win Wimbledon, complete a Serena slam, make it one major way from the calendar Grand Slam, it's really a, a hell of a run, a gauntlet that she's going to go through to, to get there. She plays Azarenka next tomorrow. You know, she plays her less than 24 hours from now. And I think at that point we're going to see that old, quote-unquote, old Serena that we're used to. I would be very, very surprised if Azarenka doesn't put a scare into her in some way. Azarenka has been trending up for for a while. And Serena, you have to expect that it's not going to be this same clean performance uh, against someone who, you know, she purposely, I think, kept it close to the vest in this in this match with her sister. And she's been troubled by Vika before in majors. And I think that uh, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough one for her. I, I could see three sets for sure. And and you know, this is this is what Azarenka has been has been looking to get back for to this kind of match, center court, late round of a grand slam against Serena. A player that she, I think, really enjoys playing, actually. I think she's one of the few top players who does enjoy playing Serena, even though success has been very few and far between for her, against her. And uh, and that's, you know, that's clearly the match to see tomorrow. Um, the other one on the women's side that is of, is of pretty big interest is Sharapova against Vandaway. Yeah, that's the other quarterfinal opposing Serena and Azarenka on that top half of the draw. Serena and Vandaway, we are going to get, I think, a good measuring stick of where where Vandaway is in this Sharapova match. This was the quarterfinal that I expected. Uh, Vandaway takes out um, takes out Safarova to get to this point. And, um, and with Sharapova, you know, you get a Vandaway does so in two tiebreakers, seven six seven six. Sharapova six four six four over Diaz. Um, very curious to see what Coco brings to this match uh, against Sharapova. Uh, she will have still no pressure. I think that's been a big plus for her. She is gonna be in here with really nothing to lose in a way, and uh, and that's I think only to her. For the ladies' draw, we'll also see on Tuesday. You know, no top ten seeds remain with. With Wozniacki going down in in uh, as the number five, and Madison Keys gets Agnieszka Radwanska. Uh, these are the two court number one uh, quarterfinals, probably to be played, sandwiching the Djokovic Anderson conclusion if they want to keep that match on the same court it was concluding on. Um, you know, we switch to the rest of the men's results today. Chilich. Defeats Dennis Kudla 6-4, 4-6, 6-3, 7-5. Um, 
Chilich extremely quietly into the quarterfinals here. Absolutely no one has talked about Chilich whatsoever. Uh, number nine seed U.S. Open champion. He will get either Djokovic or Anderson. And Chilich will be a dangerous one, that's for sure, with getting, you know, has not had anywhere near, has not had a, uh, it, you have to take him seriously, of course, having won that Grand Slam title on less than a year ago. Um, and really the same you can start, to, you need to remember to say about Stan Wawrinka, because it's looking, it is looking more and more like it's a distinct possibility that it is that it could be Vavrinka who gets through this top half of the draw. Uh, you know, obviously Djokovic avoided playing, having to play Rafa, Murray, Federer in this half, but he did get stuck with, with Stan Vavrinka, and perhaps that could be the toughest opponent he could face because of the French Open final these two just played. And uh, with Vavrinka getting 7-6, 7-6, 6-4, you know, from what the the games that I saw in that match, you know, switch on, um, Stan still clocking the ball. It's it's still a it, it's obviously a great shot on grass too, and when he's connecting, it it's you know you saw today what happened when Anderson is connecting on the ball with Djokovic. For a lot of the day, you know, Anderson is the one who was the aggressor. Djokovic kind of content at times early on to to play the extended rally. And in the end, Anderson took most of those points, and that's exactly what Stan did to Djokovic at the French Open. And you have to think that if these two did happen to meet again in at Wimbledon, that Djokovic would be well aware of what he would have to do against Stan. Now, Vavrinka, before that talk happens, will play Richard Gasquet. Gasquet... Uh, eliminates the talk about him today is going to be about his, uh, com- his how he played this. It didn't look like he was giving really any effort at all um, against against Gasquet. So, you know, Courtney Courtney made a good from Sports Illustrated at Forty Deuce Twits made a good point about you know when they talk about the tanking and all that. You have to remember that uh, Gasquet was pretty cl- or Karis, excuse me was points away from taking this to a fifth set. So it's not as if he just gave up and lost this match 1-0-2. It's uh, it's really just Karyos' style, sort of love it or hate it. He is going to be one of the most divisive players in the game for sure, uh, it, as long as he continues to kind of embrace this role, and he absolutely does uh, from what you can tell on the court on the, at the press conferences. But Gasquet felt good for getting that win. Um, he, he last year had lost to Kyrgios with nine match points, having come and gone and leading by two sets. This year, it looked like he was about to again. He had lost two more match points before he finally converted today. So in total, it took him 11 match points over the course of two matches to finally convert one against Kyrgios. Uh, Stan and Gasquet, gotta like Stan the way he's playing, no doubt about it. And then the last four men's quarter finalists that we know, Pospisil, like I said, he uh, he beats Victor Troitsky. He comes from two sets down also, uh, winning the last three, 6-4, 6-3, 6-3, unseated. And he'll get Murray. Murray, 
I thought did very well to um, to to take to get by Karlovich in four sets. Karlovich took the third set seven five. Every set though in the four set match, you know, was one where Murray did not have much room at all to work with. It's obviously because I think this is a sort of a a uh, kind of a gift in a way from the draw. Also today had to play doubles. He ended up playing a five set double that won five sets. He ends up losing in doubles with Jack Sock. They were the titleists last year. Um, I don't see, I see no way that Murray doesn't take care of that very routinely. Murray has already beaten him three times in the past. If we were looking for that, uh, you know, the head to head to consider, but I think, I think this is Murray's really sort of uh, a gift of appreciation toward a home court advantage in a way. And, you know, Murray, if he wins, will play the winner of Simone or Federer. Federer up 5-2 in that career head-to-head over Simone. You know, Simone ends up just one routinely getting by Burdich, who I I had a feeling that Burdich was not going to get by this one. I did not think it was going to be 6-3, 6-3, Sort of, you know, just another one of Burdich's. You know, I feel bad for any of the Burdich fans out there because that is just a tough one to take at a fourth round of a slam. Um, very hard to kind of put any stock into Burdich really going forward in terms of a and hope at the majors. Uh, Simone to play Federer. Federer, who I didn't see literally one point of today because of other action going on, much more compelling action. Federer beats Batista Gut 6-2, 6-2, 6-3. So neither Federer or Simone troubled whatsoever in the fourth round. They play uh, in the quarterfinals on Wednesday. Uh, Federer has been has been troubled by Simone at times at majors too in the tournament, a five setter. Um, Simone has beaten him. I've, I watched one in person in Toronto, but you know Federer has played brilliantly this whole tournament too. It really does, of course, no doubt, uh, no doubt about that one. Um, Let's go to Twitter for the questions that I that I uh, that I inspired today from you all. Let's see here. We have someone still talking about Halop. Some at Summit Tennis at S U M underscore I T underscore Tennis. What's wrong with Halop overplaying? Um, perhaps, but I think we're still. I think the jury's still out on Halop's. Really, sort of, sort of mental fortitude when it comes to these slams, when the spotlight is clearly on her, you know, getting off that number three seed next to her name may be sort of a blessing in disguise, truthfully, um, because she really has not handled it that well um, in any of the slams this year. Uh, at Fat Nancy comes back with another question, second day in a row. Uh, applause of the day goes to Fat Nancy for um, asking two questions in two consecutive days. Do you think Vasha can realistically upset Murray or push him to five? Hashtag anything is possible. Um, no, I answered that one just a few minutes ago. I think this sets up so well for Murray. I I think Pospisil's run here is really nice. Um, good to see him sort of bring it in the singles game. He, a lot of a lot of people like Pospisil in in some ways as much as Raonic um, in terms of long term potential. And Murray getting through this in no less, in no more than three sets. Um, wrong there. Uh, that'll be it for today. We're going to wrap it up a little quickly because there's a lot to get to uh, still on the 
production side when it comes to this Monday. We'll be back after uh, tomorrow's quarterfinals on the women's side and the conclusion of Djokovic-Kevin Anderson for the next Across the Podcast. Uh, tweet your questions to at Ed McGrogan, at E-D-M-C-G-R-O-G-A-N. Talk to you then. Bye-bye. You've been enjoying the Tennis.com podcast. For all the latest news and events, head over to Tennis.com.